Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, this is another episode of Crushed coming up and uh, this week it is Barunka O'Shaughnessy whose most famous gig is probably Motherland uh, but she also won BAFTAs for camping as well. Um, She's an incredible writer and I was reminded of her when someone described Caroline Ahern recently as sharp as a tack and daft as a brush. And I think that suits Barunka really, really well. Um, this is a great episode, but I was a bit overexcited and I do talk over her quite a lot. So apologies for that. Uh, thanks as ever for your messages of support and your, um, you know, your five stars and your likings and your subscribings, etc. I have a new request. I've got homework for you. Um, which doesn't cost any money and very little effort. It's to go and vote for us in the Pod Bible Awards. Um, go to podbiblemag.com. Don't go to podbible.com because that's a podcast about the Bible. Very different. Anyway, um, not expecting to win, but just hoping to be not humiliated uh, because we're up against huge people like Alan Partridge and French and Saunders and uh, Lou Sanders, who is brilliant and is coming up very soon on the podcast. Um, so thank you so much for everything, for listening. We're nearly at the end of the year. Do I sound like I'm like get, like getting quieter because it's dark? It is dark. And um, yeah, I feel I feel very cosy. Uh, my little sister yesterday asked if bats were birds. And uh, when I said birds have beaks, she said, not all of them. Um, and so if you see her, do take the piss out of her. I don't know quite how we got onto that tangent. Anyway, lots of love to you in the darkened evenings. Here's a bit of light and joy with Barunka O'Shaughnessy. <laughs> You can ask okay. me anything. Yes. Okay. To the extent I should probably be more discreet. <laughs> when I give sort away of, a lot. Yeah, of I did give away Brilliant. quite a lot, and then I yes. thought, oh, oh, they've kept it in. Oh well, that's okay. Hello, and welcome to Crushed by Margaret Caborn Smith, a podcast about the pains and gains of unrequited love. My guest today is the brilliant comedy performer, brain and BAFTA hoarding writer, Barunka O'Shaughnessy. Hello, Yay. Barunka. Yay. You're doing a small cheer for yourself. For myself. Um, hello, <laughs> hello, Margaret Cable Smith. Um, so we've known each other a really long oh, time. Oh, really long time. Yeah. And the first thing I ever knew is about it At me, least 20 years. Oh, God, I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah I think that was about right. the Edinburgh... <clears throat> 
Yeah. The Edinburgh. The Edinburgh. But the thing that I knew about you before I'd even met you was God. that everybody was in love with you. Shut up! Really? So I'm interested in... <laughs> I did not know that! Yeah, so That's you weren't taking cool. advantage of it, it sounds Cer- like. Mm, certainly, certainly not. Certainly not. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. Um, Don't think I was so- at that stage. <laughs> but <laughs> earlier in my sexual career well, <laughs> you'd calmed down a bit I by then so. had you, by you I was in a relationship yeah okay so uh, fair yeah. enough <laughs> well that's maybe why people weren't telling you I don't know God, it's so weird I mean there was you. nothing in my psyche that would suggest that I was an admired or sexually desired person but that's funny isn't it that you say in your psyche yeah there was nothing I would never have thought that I didn't like strut along the road going I've got it all going on I would literally be the opposite like oh Jesus Christ strutty to me like not in like you didn't do that tune no maybe maybe not but in my tune it was more like always seemed very darkness my old friend okay gotta get out there I've gotta leave the house today no you see you always seemed very Confident and fabulous oh, to me. Okay. Um, but do you so? Do you think that's not what you were giving off? Well, I don't know what I was giving off. <laughs> but well, what was going on in my head and what I was probably trying to give off were very different. I was always conscious that I should try and give that off. Yes. <laughs> I was yeah. doing a good impression of of well, I, I sort of grew up watching my mother giving it off very naturally. Yeah. I always thought, okay, that's what you're supposed to be like as a sexual woman. <laughs> But really never quite feeling it. So maybe it worked, but I just then couldn't cope with the consequences of whatever it was I yeah, was trying yeah, yeah, to yeah. give and then, oh God, no, no, this oh, no I don't actually want this. <laughs> so wow. yeah, it's very so, strange. But it, did your mother... <laughs> did talk my, about your oh, sorry, it always goes back to my mother. Immediately back to your mother. But did your mother, do you think that she was giving it off naturally? She, she gave like it, she it off a lot yeah. uh, to the extent that it sort of put me off. Sure. Like watching your mother flirt is, is such a grim vision that I thought I don't want to be like that. <laughs> so I think I, I think what I was trying to give off was her sort of social ease. Yes. But without the, the, the sexual bit, I couldn't. I can't. I can't flirt. I couldn't look. I couldn't look at someone that I really liked. Like you know the way you see in films where <laughs> eyes lock across the room. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> so if I liked someone, I would make a massively conscious effort of never acknowledging <laughs> their presence. Oh my God! I'm so averse to flirting. Yes, I re- yeah, I relate to that so hard. And it's so silly, isn't it? Because yeah, it is. you're not even going to be... get to know them. You're not even going to no. find out whether you... But it looks really easy, you know, when you see other people doing it, just kind of going, oh, I like you. Oh, I'm going to give you the special signals. But do you did, did you ever get to that stage where you were giving off the special signals? I don't know. I mean, I must have somehow. I mean, I have <laughs> a child. You managed some, to get impregnated. Something happened somewhere along the line. I've had intercourse more than once in my life. That's the, the quote that's going on this. I think, I think yeah, on my tombstone. Uh, I think um, I think maybe on a on a sort of um, clicking on a uh, not. I, I'm not going to say intellectual because none of my relationships are particularly intellectual. I think on a kind of a, a, a friend or a I don't know how you do. Yeah, just a, a fellow human being. Yes. Who then it turns out yeah, I can have I feel, sex with exactly, as well. Exactly. That's the, the that bonus. was the sort of yeah. I feel like that's the dream to get to the point where you're sort of flirting with everyone because they're yeah. human and you like them. Yes, exactly. And then it turns out you end up fancying some of them. If it lands on a male, then it's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I really would wish that for my daughter that she would have one of those sort of boyfriends that become a romance in a sort of really sweet way. Yeah. Your daughter <laughs> is 
eight. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't want her to yeah, do it. I, I, I just want, if she ever like, does, unless she yeah. goes to a convent or is hopefully a the lesbian, then I, that would be my, my favourite option. Yeah. But, yeah, 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 yeah. No, and the, I mean, the lesbianism thing is good because oh, that's the then best. they can be friends and get to don't have to, to go that. anywhere near a penis. <laughs> Which, it's let's the face dream. it, is the downfall None of all women. <laughs> the men, no, don't, men, when they're going for a piss, don't want to see that, do they? Probably not. <laughs> not even so. their own. Awful things, yeah. <laughs> okay, so your first crush, can you remember it, and how old oh, were you? Oh, God, yes. It was James Moody, and... I mean, is this it, a real boy? This is a real boy. Yeah. I can't remember, we were allowed to mention real names. Of course, yeah. yeah. I thought oh, that. I mean, that's I, up to you. I mean, I have listened to all these and thinking, God, all these, all these first crushes out there who, you know, make, make chance upon this and go, oh, oh that's yeah, me. Yeah, yes, exactly. Um, or not. Or maybe they go, <laughs> <laughs> No, it's always thought. nice to know, isn't it? Especially a first... Yeah, I mean, it's just, yeah, he was he was very, very pretty. Like, he was how a really old, handsome old child. We were, it was junior school, so it was... When I first got into his class, it was whatever the equivalent is, year... Is it year three? Okay. Which I think it's in modern terms, first year juniors. Yeah. And he was, yeah, he was just this incredible... got into his class, that sounds well, like I'd you be... made a big effort. <laughs> to be I didn't like break into boy. his class. I want to be near James. <laughs> um, no, I'd been in the sort of remedial class, as they used to call it back then. Because I really? don't, I didn't speak much English, and oh, then, um, no, and, then <laughs> and then, and then I think I went away to Czech school, a, a real school in, in Czechoslovakia, and then came back, and they worked out that I wasn't, <laughs> wasn't remedial, remedial as they called it. I was just didn't speak much English anyway. Yeah. But then I got into James Moody's class, and and he was your reward. I just reward couldn't believe it. This beautiful child. And did everyone feel like that? No, I don't remember. I mean, I didn't make it apparent either. It was I was very conscious from the beginning that this was something very shameful to be kept to oneself, <laughs> admiring another person. <laughs> Never all. let them know, because then they then you're weak. Then you're showing your vulnerability. Yeah, yeah. Never let your guard down. Um, but I know my mom. I think my mother once commented that he was very attractive, <laughs> <laughs> which isn't weird at all. Not in a sinister paedophilic way, but in no, literally like an aesthetic, wow, what a good-looking child kind there of is, Do you ever feel that, though, not to particularly defend your mother, but, um, <laughs> but do you, there are times where I end up just saying it, like just saying, oh, beautiful. Beautiful! Like sort of aesthetic Tourette's. Obviously, you feel utter shame and... You well, know, no, some children are beatific, yeah. and you go, wow, that's extraordinary how you've come out so perfectly yeah. proportioned yes. and it is, in the face. Yeah, there's something about it which is... Yeah, sort of, and I always think what an advantage in life to have that perfect symmetrical beauty, because yeah. people treat you very differently, I they imagine. They do, they do, but also, I was thinking about this... Um, I do wonder whether those people think people are stupid as well, like because if you're really beautiful, then people sort of become a bit. Oh, daft probably not if you're a man. You. Sure. Oh, I see. Yes, they just assent <laughs> what they assume. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, I you see. Know, like they they can't fall to pieces. To yeah. 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 But um, I don't know. Never had that. Probably not age seven. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> but um, have age, you yeah, googled James Moody? Oh yeah, but there are so many James Moody's, oh. including a. Uh, jazz trombonist, I think. Which and it's not him. <laughs> it's not him. Oh, that would have been really good. Um, it turned out. No, I did. In fact, I googled, but knowing I was coming here, and I thought yeah. well, I should double check. You know, nothing sort of sinister or strange <laughs> has happened. And um, no, I don't, he just sort of. It's really weird because I still the area still where the school him. was. <laughs> 
I do wonder would there be a frisson? Oh my you god! Go, you go. The passion is so intense. Yeah, and it was so focused for such a long time throughout all of junior school. Really? Yeah. So, so um, I wonder whether I would get a bit sort of shaky seeing him. Whether yeah. I'd have a sort of PTSD style kind of flashback <laughs> and go oh to pieces. God. But um, no, I did Google, uh, there's no sign, even though what's weird is that I still know people who live in the town where this school was, and, and I go back quite often, I wonder if I, I would I recognise him in the street? Oh, I would, I think people don't change that much, do they? No. Facially, well, you yeah, know that, they're so burned no. in your mind, like if you go yeah. to that same school throughout those years, they're, like I know them all, like I just have their names and everything yeah, yeah, burned yeah. into my memory, and I think I would know instantly yeah maybe or maybe not I don't know maybe he's got hugely fat and none of his features look the same no 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 he had his eyes on the prize I could tell like he had something preppy about him even there I I imagine he went to like Prince I'm really loving that you created this honestly he was so confident and but so like, sort of, well, let's say slightly arrogant, <laughs> probably. Yeah. Because he, again, well, yeah, good looking. Well, yeah, why wouldn't he be? Yeah, when you're that good looking. But I'm interested in the, because the good looking boys at my school, it very much felt like it was, we'd all agreed that these were the top dogs oh, sort right. of thing. So it felt yeah. like yeah. we all love Mark Daly and Robert Thomas. Oh, and they were sort of, yeah, Mark yeah, Daly no. was sporty and Robert Thomas was sort of tall and preppy I suppose preppy. <laughs> that's the look we were going for in the 80s <laughs> yeah yeah I don't know no I don't all I remember is that he then did about well the last year whatever that is year six he did start they you know people started going out with people yes the really precocious one yes and then he had the hots for Louise and and um and is that how he put it he didn't, I've I don't think so. Hots. I don't think we said that <laughs> it was always fancy wasn't it yeah. it's always been fancy my mate fancies you and um and then I was like, well, I mean, what do you do? What's she got that I haven't got? And what did she have that you... She had really big brown eyes and, was, and wasn't interested in him. <laughs> that was it. But you, you, pos- you presumably also didn't seem interested in him. Well, of course, he, did. he didn't have a clue, hard. did he? Because no. I didn't let on, ever. Because no. <laughs> that would be admitting defeat or something. Yeah, yeah. What is he it was supposed to glean it. Vulnerability. Yes, exactly. He was supposed to find you yeah. so magnetic that you would end up. Instead, together. he gave me a dead arm <laughs> on one occasion. That was in the second year, and then uh, I remember in the third year he sort of put shoved my hand in some bird poo, and uh, that's how you. So love. I think I, I think that's how I knew <laughs> he wasn't that into me. Well, do you know what's interesting is that I'm sure it's the same for you. In our day, if we would. If, if a boy was horrible to us, people would be like, that means he likes you. Right. You know? Yeah. And that's, that's really something that I'm trying not well, to no, do, not to fall insane into. insane sort of logical leap. Yeah. And I remember actually I did bump into him in our, our local public library. And um, What age? Oh, this must have been... Oh, God. It all blurs because that whole time is all... I don't know, let's say... How old are we at junior school? How old are we? Eight, nine? I don't know, nine. I was on my own. school? No. No, I was still at school, popped to the library. I was sitting there reading or whatever I was doing, um, as one does in a library, (laughs) hiding from my mother, probably. (laughs) Who was flirting with all the librarians. Who was probably flirting with some school (laughs) children. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I imagine your mother constantly in lingerie. No, no, no. no. She's not a scratchy lace you know no, no underwear okay. keep it free usually a <laughs> you know a, a sort of a vest a vest and pants 
Sounds pretty sexy. <laughs> <laughs> she had it going on. Um, no, I remember, and he was there. Obviously, I fell to pieces because I was like, oh, God, it's him. It's yeah. out of school. What would I say? And then he sort of, I think he sort of pulled my hair or something. That's the classic And his mum saw it and went... He's, you know, he said something along the lines of, you know, that's because he likes you. Not yes. that, but, you know, that ridiculous that surprise where you go. It's giving you attention. The reason he gave you a dead arm, put your hand in poo. It's because, yeah, <laughs> you go, no, 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 it's just not true. It's just, you know, it's just this awkward, uh, hello, weird to see you out of school in the library. Me really? obviously going, <laughs> <laughs> or maybe he was just trying to snap you out of you. Maybe he thought I was having a fit. <laughs> Bright red. Going, oh, I need to help this, oh, girl. Gosh, help this girl. I know, I'll pull her hair. Oh, <laughs> help her. That'll clear her What's airways. What's wrong with you? <laughs> anyway, disastrous. No, so, yeah. but much better than ignoring. Him ignoring me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I suppose so. Better, I don't know. I mean, listen, the thing that probably did it for me that I will <laughs> carry in my heart forever is when he, when he praised a drawing I did. <gasps> Because he said I was really good at art because I did a drawing of Benjamin Franklin and his kite trying to harness electricity. And instead of just doing lightning in yellow, yeah, I did a, like, I left the lightning, like, the page, the colour of the page, and did, like, the sort of shading around oh, it for the dark, stormy I'm sky. already impressed. It was really pretty good. And he acknowledged that and I was like, yes. That's I think it. it sounds like he was... I think he admired me. Yeah. And then, or on, a, on a sort of artistic level. Okay. And then he, you know, I got a lot of kudos when I brought in a book about um, Hiroshima that described the horrific injuries that the people had suffered. And that got me a lot of kudos with most of the boys, but most importantly with, with him, you know, for having this sort of gory, gruesome But <laughs> well, you wouldn't say you were friends? No, not at all. Uh, but you seem to have... remember every single interaction. Yeah, listen. <laughs> real. It's very vivid. It's yeah. very vivid. I mean, I could probably recount every every day at that school. So, um, how did it end, or has it not ended? Well, this <laughs> is what I wonder. Maybe it's still there. Maybe burning. it's sort of burning away. No, like but you haven't seen of... him since. No. Right? Oh, I think I saw him once briefly on a bus because he went to the boys' equivalent of our girls' school, mm. and I think our paths crossed. But he probably wouldn't even, I think there was a nod and me going, oh, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, it's him, it's him, it's him. And then getting the 213 bus as often as I could on the off chance that yeah. I might see him again. I remember, I won't name her because she'll genuinely be embarrassed, but she had such a crush on a boy that she saw on the train every morning um, that she made me on a Saturday get up at eight o'clock in the morning to go down to the station with her to see if he was still on that. Now, obviously, he was going to school. Saturday. On, I mean, and that's why he was on the 8 o'clock train. Why would he be getting up and on going on Saturday. that? But she loved him so, so much. <sighs> this is the sort of devotion that we're talking about. I know. But it's also, I think, for me, it was it was so unattainable as well. You know, yeah. James Moody. But do you think that... Too right, OK. Do you think that that was part of the appeal, though? I don't know. It was like a kind of... It was a weird sort of oxymoron of totally un- like generally in my life when it comes to people I find attractive like they're totally unattainable because they're way out of my league but then there's a massive sort of weird ego part of me that goes of course I could have these people what's I... wrong with them but then I just flip flap between the two yeah rather than being yeah, really realistic not... <laughs> being well, attracted the... to people who like me I don't know what I feel now <laughs> Perimenopausal is what I feel. Yeah, don't. That's all gone. It's all gone to shit. All all twigs down there. Yeah, (laughs) a big dusty Hoover bag. Poof, poof. 
as I go so along. So do you get crushes now? No, this is the weird thing. Okay. And I'm blaming the perimenopause yeah. for this kind of slightly self-diagnosed anhedonia, a complete lack of... of <gasps> Joy. Like, joy, desire, pleasure. But that's be just being melodramatic. Mm. But there is definitely a sense of, like, what happened to that, you know? Um, Dullness. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, no, you would always get a frisson, you? wouldn't you? And go, ooh, you know, even yeah. if it's like, I don't know, I feel someone like on the telly. You need to cultivate that. I feel like you I need, need to go need back to, to yes. where it all began. <laughs> I need to hunt down you James really Moody. Want, yeah, you really want to track down oh, James come Moody. Come on, James Moody. Actually, I think that probably is why people end up having affairs with, you know, that oh, what, thing the about, friends um, reunited yeah, the friends phenomenon reunited thing. I, I yeah. totally see that because people are like, my life is not what you know what it used to be and what it used to be is just full of crazy hormones and yeah yeah thrilling crushes i don't miss it though i have to say because the amount no. of hours wasted thinking about that shit when you could be thinking about much better things yeah 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 more interesting getting some stuff done <laughs> going to the shops um yeah i don't like i don't miss going to the shops was your example <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> sorry. In the shop. library, yeah, studying to broaden my brain. Um, no, I think I don't miss it at all. I don't miss that. It's just so, it's such a, a waste of feeling. I mean, I, I know you could argue it's not, but it just feels so sort of desperate and poignant and oh, the pining. I don't know. Yeah. I wonder how, like, if the, if the sort of if the world was divided into people who pine and people who actually go out with, with people. Oh, yeah, no, no, absolutely. Yeah, we sort of talk about this, about how you have yeah. your collage makers <laughs> and, and, or the people who go and pursue, you know, go and get the buses. And I mean, I suppose yeah. that's slightly better. Although I get a feeling that the people who are just getting on the bus... Like, if you kept getting on that bus and you saw James Moody... Nothing would have you changed. Yeah, you weren't going to strike still, up conversation. Still and, pining. Yeah, you're still pining, but you just get to actually the see it. The reality is, is uh, too terrifying, isn't it? It's kind of... Yeah. The, I suppose it's the romantic ideal as well. It's a bit like, you know, John Ruskin thinking that all women look like Greek statues and then actually marrying a real woman and, and seeing her pubic soft. hair. <laughs> oh, God, yes. And being so horrified you couldn't go anywhere near it. It's a bit like that, you know, there's this sort of romantic impulse in these crushes that is not, doesn't bear any relation to reality. I think and a lot of my fantasies about men involve them being still in their coats. Ah! <laughs> yes, I remember you saying this. The coat. The coat. The coat. And I wonder funny? if there is something about that, about the actual, because when you actually get down to it, it's all a bit... Oh, taking the coat off. And, taking oh, the yeah. trousers oh, down. God, the socks. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Taking trousers down is never sexy, is no. it? Ever. What you want is a man who wears a coat but no trousers. Just those fake ones from the knees down that used to be a phenomenon in the Stri- 70s. Stripper trousers? They might be. Well, a... flasher trousers, I was thinking. Oh, what God, you want what is, is a the flasher. ones that were um, attached to the coat. That seemed like it might, it might be difficult. <laughs> chaps. What you want is a man in chaps. No, yeah, the reality is is too real and grubby and... Uh... It's not even... Yeah, because I'm not even sure if it's grubby, it's too... Yeah, real Sorry, no grubby. Problem, <laughs> so, that reveals my attitude to the whole business. <laughs> Your parents filthy. filthy. Well, we're both of Catholic stock. We've, had, <laughs> we've been... We're, it's been ingrained, some, yeah, yeah. yeah. sex is often you know much yeah as I say sort of squishy it's not what you imagine when you when you when you have a crush no. it's all quite sort of you know um ideal idealized and mills and booney really yeah 
I don't think. I mean, I'm also at that age. I don't know what I was yeah, hoping I was for, say, expecting. I don't think, think it was. Marriage? It was not sexual. <laughs> it was literally. I just wanted him to like me. I yeah. wanted. I wanted to be the focus of his attention, and I wanted him to, to shine, shine his, his full light on me, yeah. as he did that time when I did the drawing of Benjamin Franklin yeah. flying a kite. But you didn't feel like that about the bird poo. Or the dead arm. Or the dead arm. That was not the... <laughs> no, because I the suppose light. you don't even get to go, oh, I'm not, not going to wash like, that for, for months. It doing? wasn't a sensual thing. Deadening my arm. Yes, literally taking away the senses. <laughs> What was I doing hovering around his desk? I think that was part yeah, of it as well. I was like, I was obviously making an excuse sick, to be near him again. these girls flocking around oh, him. Like lashing out. Well, it sounds like his mother was, you know... I mean, now, I am now picturing a very beautiful thug, basically, whose mother no, was constantly saying, no, he likes you, he, he does, likes he li- you. He only does it because he likes you. <laughs> I've told Mr. Wackhall he gave me a dead arm, Mr. Wackhall. Did you? Mr. Wackhall? Mr. Wackrill. Mr. Wackhall? I mean, that's nearly as bad. Mr. Wackrill didn't want to know. He went, don't tell tales. Oh, Mr. Wackhall, You don't understand. The love, the love of my mind is, is just giving me a dead arm. Yeah. But also, it's not even the love of your mind. It's, um... It's- Somebody else. hitting yeah. Oh, I think like like someone hit me. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. Thing, there's that. Like the safeguarding <laughs> red flag. Mm, not in them tales. days. Oh, <laughs> not in them days. No, exactly. Oh, Mr. Wackrill. It seems like all my form teachers had were going through a divorce throughout my junior school years. I feel like I was. They were all really put upon and depressed and and angry for most of the time. I had um, a, ma- a teacher who had like a. F- a full breakdown I, like when I picture him now I think he was holding it together but not really in the classroom but because we were just you know whatever nine yeah. we didn't particularly notice but I remember he used to lie I remember having to pull my exercise book out from sort of under his bum because, to, to do some work in it because he was lying across the table oh my god and so That's he'd just be sort of singing and eating polos and stuff and we would all be just getting off <laughs> Definitely and he left like he left down. mid mid year, which was just completely oh unheard of. Poor man, clearly having a complete nervous breakdown. But and I don't think teaching thirty five children would be no. the thing to do every no. day to take your mind off a. He troubled. did throw a board rubber at one of the boys once as well. Mm. But classic. again, fairly standard. Classic, <laughs> classic. Loved it. <laughs> Great work. <laughs> I think it was Mark Daly actually. <laughs> No, but he's he was Did fast. You? He could get out of the okay. way of it, you know. Yeah, sports boy. sporty. <laughs> Did you comfort him? No, Mark was never. I was never into the. I I went for the preppy one. I preferred Robert oh. Thomas. Yeah. But even though Mark Daly, it's funny. I knew people who went to the secondary school with him yeah. who were like, I don't understand. Like he wasn't anything special at our school oh really I was like oh wow god and that must be really hard he suddenly had competition yeah it must be really hard to go through being like golden boy and Mm. then get yeah completely like Like, it turned out I wasn't the best at art when I was oh you're joking I'm so sorry the only thing I was clinging to was that bolt of lightning where (laughs) (laughs) when did the realisation happen Oh, because Joe White was really good at doing cartoon characters and like big eyes, big shiny eyes with like and balloons with like highlights. Oh, was that like, highlights what? and a balloon. Yeah, no, that I is. Just, where's this come from? Stepions. No one told me about that. <laughs> oh, sad. Unbelievable. Um, so you managed to. Well, it's unclear whether you have ever moved away from James Bond. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> I haven't. Oh God, Margaret. <laughs> you made me realise. I'm since so stuck. Then, well, so what's the the classic teenage years? Who are your? Oh, um, teenagers. 
it was all a bit nebulous and, and I sort of fancied the odd one of my brother's friends but my brother didn't really talk to me so I didn't have much access to them so it was usually just sort of peering at them through the, a crack in the door I like where you did a binocular thank you mine. <laughs> like, wow you really went for it that was not an appealing thing in a girl exposing that I'm painting a picture for the listeners. Um, it's me peering in with binoculars through a crack in the door. Uh, um, no, so I went to a girls' really school. Yeah. So no, no males in my life. Celebrities. Yeah. Then I got a massive crush on Robert Smith of The Cure. Oh. Whilst my old... best friend was really into Sylvester Stallone. Oh my god! Listen, that double date so is going to be tricky we, to organise. We covered the full spectrum of masculinity in without, without ridiculous celebrity crushes. It's funny, isn't it? Robert Smith is a real, it's a really good one actually because he's um, he's much more interesting. That you know, he's not a clean cut. Yeah, I think I was attracted cake. to that that um, yeah, the eccentric sort of whatever he was. You know, the the. The darkness, the the interesting, the outsider. I think yeah. that's where I was going at that point in my life. Did you go full goth? I did, yeah. I don't, well, it was more kind of, it was a sort of hybrid. At the time, you didn't have the same access to, you know, it oh wasn't God. so mainstream. I mean, right, now yeah. you can buy black lipstick wherever you want. Yes. I mean, then you'd have to trek to Kensington Market and have the means to buy all this stuff. Yeah. You know, the tassely skirts and the... Oh, my God, I, I love my tassely skirts. not confident. I'm not a confident goth. And I did whatever my friend Joe White did, which was, like, you know, undercut and then dye it and... Well, she's trying to attract Sylvester Stallone. That's completely No, different. sorry, this was a different friend. Oh, okay. She was... I don't know who she who was. Who did she want? Oh, she really... I remember her really fancying Morton Harkett. That yes. was a few years back. Yeah, before yeah, Before yeah. the Robert Smith phase. I never liked any of the pop stars. Obviously, I was trying to be different in my own mm-hmm. very mainstream way of liking The Cure. Nobody <laughs> yeah, else knows nobody. about this no, band. I don't think anyone has heard of Ooh. them. <laughs> well, back then, you know, there weren't that many goths around, to be fair. No. And I always... We've talked about this before, about having to be a goth very suddenly. That's, um, like, do you do it gradually? You know, so oh, wear a bit more makeup every yeah. day. We add black yeah, no, clothes I, in gradually. Or do you yeah. just go one day, everything I slowly, slowly crept in. Because, yeah. I, yeah, I remember bleaching my hair and then that was the way... It, and then crimping, obviously. Crimping was the, the signal that you were you were there. But and I remember goth. crimping it before... Yeah. Really? Did you not crimp as a goth? No. You had to have crimped hair, otherwise wow, you weren't a goth in our, in our bit of the world. But you, ha- you the thing that would mark you out as an amateur goth was if you didn't spray it to shit with hairspray first. Right. So to keep the really hard crinkle, <laughs> you had to really soak it in, in hairspray. So before that, I was just crimping natural hair, which just goes into a big poofy yeah, yeah. cloud. <laughs> it's not quite the hard look you want. Um, so then, yeah, but I just did whatever my, my mate did, whose brother was a goth, so, you know, we all just got it from and there. And did you like her brother or any of his? Like, did you have some access? What, did to he her brother? To, yeah. Nah, not no, really. No, you <laughs> <laughs> I don't I trace it back and go... No, he was a really sweet guy. Yeah, it's not yeah, my, you know, fine. I just didn't have the hot. You're allowed, you're allowed to not fancy Am people. I? I don't want them to be offended. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Um, no, I mean, I there was it's... no reality. They were, uh, then there was, oh, I don't know, but then there was this kind of just flurry of, of boys that I saw and would immediately have a crush on and nothing And is it because you were a bit starved of boys like yeah, you know there was no access to yeah. it. i don't know where anyone else got access i just didn't i didn't go to parties or anything no until i started I going to, to dra- clubs. i went to a drama group ah and just fancied all oh, of the boys okay. there yeah that, was so that would have of, been a way in yeah 
Yeah, I didn't have I any didn't of that. And brothers, my, so. my friends, you know, they, she went to like a stables where there seemed to be access to underage <laughs> sex. Stable. Yeah. An underage yeah, it was stable. It was yes. Where is this? Oh, it was like a sort of I mean, it sounds like I'm keen to go. <laughs> underage girls having sex, but you weren't keen on. I didn't like horses. riding horses. No. I just thought I was going to fall off all the time. Once I just sort of slid off because oh I don't know God. what happened. I looked the wrong way. And I was not a natural rider. No, it was. Um, yeah, I remember at school there were a few girls that you know had these pregnancies scares and you look back and they were like 12 or 13 oh God, I don't really hope they weren't oh yeah actually, no genuinely I mean know, it was just, just grim when you up. yeah yeah hopefully because but... I remember I won't, I won't say her name but I remember there being a rumour that she'd lost her virginity to a stick and I'm <laughs> like yeah I think that, for a start that isn't losing your virginity but I mean horrible imagine that being the, the thing that people but it was I, I remember we were all very keen to get rid of it it was just a burden yes oh yeah this kind of embarrassment and this it was like the, our aspiration was to be sexually active yeah which, you know I was like oh please you know same but I I mean I didn't manage and now I'm pleased I now you're smug about manage. it yeah. <laughs> whereas Maybe I was a I teenage whore <laughs> well I mean, no. Listen, I'm not. I'm not proud of. Uh, I'm, I'm sort of relieved that I wasn't doing much before I was ready because I think I just. I was oh, sort yeah, of terrified. No, it's not healthy. The, the at idea all. of doing it while terrified is. Oh yeah, is no, really no, grim. it's not good. Yeah. But I, as in many things in life, <laughs> sort of force myself to do things and go right. I'm going to do this. Yeah. Get like it done. Comedy performing. Yeah. <laughs> sex. All these things. Yeah. I'm like, yes, I can do this. And then afterwards, go. Oh Jesus Christ! Oh, I didn't enjoy that at all. Why am I doing that? <laughs> But then you get. But then you got out of the way. You get out of the way. You might need to something that you might actually enjoy. Yeah. Like sitting here talking to you. Yeah, exactly. Not the sex comedy. Sex comedy. Sitting, talking to me. Um, I. The first boy I kissed, it was such a bad kiss that I didn't (gasps) kiss anyone for a year after that. Why was was it so bad? Um, It was very much sort of like a, a frog. Um, just sort of, just his tongue, he put his mouth against mine and his tongue just went in and out very, very quickly <laughs> for a while. And then I sort of stopped. And then I was like, I quite f- fancy this boy. I'd quite like another go at this. And I tried and the same thing happened. Oh. And I was like, oh, okay, oh, no. forget it. It's a bit like the um, the washing machine. Did you ever have anyone who was, you know, described as kissing like a washing machine? Yeah. You just do your tongue round and round yeah. in circles. Like, oh God, what were we? Oh, I, I mean, maybe the internet's teaching first... people. I think all I remember is when skipping all that, the, the, like when it, was, when it was first, was skipping, saying. not skipping, skipping all that, the unpleasant. But when you got to the point where you were with someone who you liked and mm. you would snog for hours and hours. Oh, that was I mean, great. that's hilarious. I'm, you can't, you can't get back to that. You can't get back to that extraordinary feeling where you go, you get such a buzz. Such a buzz. Just like literally snogging. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's my main oh, pastime is just snogging. What is that? That's the sort of, that's a pleasure bar that you can never, never reach again. Because right, it's like really your whole body sad. is fizzing from a, a mouth on that. I mean, maybe listen, maybe I'm just, I've got a problem that I don't feel that, but. But I do think there's something at that stage when you're, the anticipation and the thrill of it is, is yeah huge. exactly no it's and all you about do it for hours and hours the build up I mean I have yeah. said on this that it's the one time that Dan has listened to my this podcast and come in and said Margaret <laughs> Margaret it was, it was it was when I said I missed dry humping <laughs> it's true 
Margaret. But I was like, I, listen, I'm really sorry, but yeah. I stand by it. <laughs> I mean, not that you could recreate that now no, exactly. with your That's husband, sadly. Because but that was, I was talking to Deborah Francis White and she said, I'm sure he would recreate that with you. And I was like, that's just not the same. I just don't. The anticipation isn't yeah. there anymore because it's not the, th- yeah, exactly. You've that gone all the way. I have gone all the way. <laughs> At least twice. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's just, it's a shame. It's kind of hard to recreate. It's that. impossible to recreate. And then also when you're writing for characters and things, you go, oh my god, I must try and remember what it was like to, <laughs> to give a shit about wanting to to get someone, you know, in that way. Where you just go, that that's totally sort of mad drive. Left the building. All yeah. of that. I mean, <laughs> maybe maybe I need to go to the doctor and up the HRT. But I do think like that. But it does go because it has to. Otherwise, it's unsustainable. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And it's a bit like the. Um, is it Kingsley Amos who said that when his sex drive went, it was like being unchained from a mania? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, is a, it is a bit like that. It is, it is yeah. a mania. Yeah. It's a kind of Very insanity. distracting. But I think, it's, I think it's good to keep a little... I mean, actually, and as a writer, presumably this is where you, you get that You have to remember thrill, it a bit, don't you? Is because you're living vicariously yeah, yeah. through people who are Imagine desperate. Imagine people who write Mills and Boone type romantic novels. They must be... Do you oof. think... Do you think they're all spent all the time? <laughs> Maybe. I like your Robert Smith thing. Oh, did yeah. you feel, did you enjoy the kind of excitement and... Oh, what, that one day we would or, be, we yeah, would be one. fantasies. <laughs> Have you Is seen it recently? <laughs> <laughs> I dodged a bullet. <laughs> No, listen. I think you know he's a great artist. He's a great artist. No, he's re- he's really funny as he's well. He's very funny, very cool. Um, so yeah, I think maybe we'd have been really happy together. <laughs> that wasn't the question. But he had. Uh, uh, I think he was with his childhood sweetheart, who he met in Crawley. And did you high love school that? Or something. Did I love that about that him? story? Yeah. No, it, really, really, it's really annoying. It made him entirely inaccessible. Even more. Whereas before, obviously, it was <laughs> without going to that, be... he would have been. You know, didn't take one look at me. It's plabby. There's a weird thing <laughs> that that does got... happen sometimes. But, you know, as you say, when you get well, to... Well, you meet a pop star and they fall in love with you. Well, so, Who? someone I know had a big crush on an actor and they got together. Oh, I know Tony Collette. No, not Tony Collette, sorry. Um, who was her co-star at Muriel's Wedding? Oh, I can't Faye remember. Oh, yes. Ripley saw not him Ripley. in Muriel's oh. wedding went he was the really hot South African yeah, yeah. swimmer she went oh I fancy him I want him pursued him and, and they're together yeah I think that's just it's still doomed well actually it's not doomed to heartbreak it's doomed to either a massive anticlimax or heartbreak or it turns into something else because presumably Faye Ripley doesn't spend all of her time going oh my god my husband is so hot do you know what I mean no, she doesn't have that accent I don't think, <laughs> I think she's <laughs> What? She's from, Man- oh, she's from Manchester. <laughs> but he oh, talks like that. Oh, oh. I think he talks like that. Because he's from South Africa. That's how they talk. Maybe it's worn mean, off sounds now. sounds really hot to me. Yeah. Um, Faye, where did you put my socks? I can't find oh, them. Well, well. E. Bloke from Muriel's wedding. <laughs> They're on radiator. They're um, Sorry. Sorry, both of them. <laughs> Sorry, both. That was some terrible... No, but that... Yeah, the fantasy of... I remember actually at school there was a rumour that went round. Well, no, it wasn't a rumour. It was a story that they all swore by that um, this uh, girl had gone out with... Um, gone out to some club one night and um, had spent the night with Prince. <gasps> oh, my God. But just swore blind that it, was, that it was true. And maybe it was. I don't know. I mean, oh, it seemed... Uh, how old uh, was she? 
Oh, oh no, this was getting older. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh no, not adults still, but you know. <laughs> but I just think maybe it was a fantasy that she, she sort of told until it became yeah, real. Yeah, yeah, no, and that definitely. So I wasn't a fantasist in that way. I would never, you know, go there, make something up, and were no. you were you a liar at school? No, yeah, God, I've been a terrible. Yeah. I could never. I can't lie. It's a real. I feel no. I just can't. Even yeah. now, to my child, when she asks about you know things like. Father Christmas and baby yeah, Jesus, who brings her presents because we're a bit European oh, yes, of course, as well. Yeah. And I've got to lie about two made-up figures. Oh, God, Sorry. I know, and we're Sorry, not and we're believers. Not. <laughs> I hope they're not many children oh, listening to this. Tooth fairy. Tooth fairy. I did so bad. I mean, I've done quite bad. My both of mine are out of. Well, that's so. You're Christmas so lucky. Thing. I just because it's so painful because I I don't love lying. You should check with your daughter somehow because my guess is she knows. She knows, knows but she's rinsing it because last time I didn't... <laughs> well, yeah, they last do time worry. she lost a tooth, I didn't have any change so I stuck a fibre in and now she expects a fibre every time so of course she's going to oh keep believing God, in the yeah. tooth fairy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one's still going. Probably but she doesn't. did see Tom being Father Christmas last year. She went, it's time of Father Christmas. I went, no, what do you mean? And tried to fudge it. She knows, but she's She's kind of clinging on. She likes yeah, the reality. Yeah, I get of it. I get it. Because you like the yeah, exactly. You like the magic. I mean, this is very like crushes. Yeah, you know, you like the magic, and and you're worried that it'll go away if you don't. You know, if you sort of say, "Well, I don't believe." So yeah. Go, oh right. Did the present stop then? Did but it, the... yeah, it's interesting that that holding the magic in your head, which is why you can fantasize about someone so unattainable for so long. Robert Smith. Yeah. Oh, I carried a small sort of self laminated. We a tape picture of him in my pocket. Oh, did you? I love the sellotape lamination. That's a that was a big a sign part of, of my. Yeah. I used to wake up in the night with sellotape like stuck to <laughs> me right quite regularly. Yes, draw. Remember it around my stuck ankles. Stuck to your drawer. What? Sellotape yeah. around your ankles. Yeah, yeah. Are you sure you weren't? <laughs> what? Right, old and tied to your bed. Why was it around your ankles? I think I just unravelled too much. Did you ever do that where, where you know, it gets all tangled up and then you just you just have to rip it off and start again? You're obviously, obviously buying very low grade <laughs> cello tape rather than branded cello tape. I did also once wake up with a cut from the scissors that I'd also had in my head. <laughs> just falling asleep whilst yeah, laminating. Yeah, yeah. Must be very boring. Would like you have a lot to laminate yes. till your eyes closed and your cheek fell on the scissor? Poor child. And Poor no one child. came to check on you at night. Oh, God, no, no. I was up in the loft. Oh. <laughs> Locked in there. Flowers in the Might attic as style. well have been. <laughs> Me and the boiler. <laughs> the noisy hot, hot boiler. Really hard times. I, I'm fully aware. I'm fully aware of my privilege. Please, please don't attack me. I had room to myself. Anyway. Oh, uh, right, so I'm going to talk to you about sex. Uh, I think we've already been there. <laughs> It no, you haven't there really. Oh, you haven't really. You basically said you haven't really covered the bit where you were getting into. Like you liked Robert Smith, yeah, but you weren't. Were you wanting to sleep with him? Oh, what was it at that stage? This was quite late. So um, thirteen. So it's not that late for what the sexy feelings. Oh, is it all right? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Saying there's somebody oh, who's no, no. so starter. <laughs> Jeez, so judgy. I mean, I I'm was totally, a very slow I'm start. I'm totally judgy of myself. No, I'm saying I was an even slower starter. I was like, not really. No, there must know. have been sexual feelings, of course. I'm trying to think, but I don't think I fantasised about 
I don't think it was erotic. It was all romantic. It was, yes. It was all how we met and how he fell in love with me and what we were doing and how brilliant I was in his eyes, you know, and how I would impress him. Back to him. bloody James Moody, aren't we? <laughs> Can always, we move off James It's Moody? the same. It's always the same. I just want... You just want them to... To be impressed by me. You. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. too much to ask. No, it's not. I'm very <laughs> impressed by you. <laughs> but, like, when did you start actually wanting to... To sleep, sleep with, him. with them? Yeah. It must have been then. I've yeah. obviously blocked it out with of my Robert's mind. Main yeah, I've never went. I never got married or had babies with anyone. Yeah. in my head, it was always just romance and just yeah, a lot of wooing. All about me and them thinking being serenaded. Yeah, or just yeah. them thinking I'm fantastic. <laughs> Basically, it's all about me. I'm a narcissist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> guess no, what? Not at all. The reason I was asking is because for me, there was a big, like, I, I had obsessions, like, you know, obsessions where my body would be taken over with the, with kind of love. But then it didn't, but then I realised when when things started to get sexy, yeah. I realised, oh, this is quite different. Yeah. What I want from this isn't the, I want them to think I'm amazing, I want us to have this incredible bond and, and whatever. Want just wanted bone the actual you. boning, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, God, maybe I'm in denial, but I don't remember. <laughs> That I don't remember wanting to be boned by. Oh my God, did. But then you look at Robert Smith. You go, you wouldn't well, no, imagine I'm he was going to bone. Now so I'm sort of intrigued because Robert Smith seems very ethereal. Yes, and, and I think know. that was always those were the types that I liked. I liked mm. the sort of slightly asexual, if not kind of, you know, androgynous, um, androgynous. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I think I was always attracted to that, and I think maybe that whole sort of music movement as well. That was. It was all about the sort of outsiders and the, yeah. the people who don't fit that bill. Yeah, yeah. Not James Identity. Moody at all, who looked no, like a sort of preppy, preppy, preppy boy. Yeah. You know, so maybe I was so bruised by the experience <laughs> of him rejecting me. I was like, well, I'm not going for that again. But did you ever have anyone that you fancied and felt embarrassed about it? Or like, because I just feel like I had, <laughs> I'm revealing too much now, but you know, some things that I was like, I'm not sure I even like that person. But there's something, there's something well, about felt him a sexual that, I, thrill. Yeah, that I sort of wanted to, yeah. I was going to say, rub myself against. <laughs> in I just wanted to go frot him and his flashes Mac. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I remember really fancying guys. But mm. then again, it was the same reaction. I couldn't possibly let on. No. I couldn't no, reveal I it. That. Even if I'd be thinking about how they would bone me when yeah. we got round to it and having that desire... And then, yeah, it would. I couldn't possibly let on. No, same. So how would they ever find out that I, I wanted them to bone me? Because I think there's probably a couple. I don't know. Of what I'm boys. saying bone. I, I never know, say I bone. Know, but you've said it so, so many times now. Use the verb and you've really to bone. That be every time. <laughs> I don't even like it. Make love. Make yeah, sweet exactly. love. Make sweet love. Kiss me all over. Um, but I, I feel like there's a couple of boys looking back. That I that possibly would have boned me, or you know, I was not at that stage, but like possibly would have kissed me, and I fancied them, and there's just no way that I was going to let them know, and possibly it's because they might have done. Oh, I don't know. It was too much, too real. Yeah, there was a boy called. He was really sweet. He was called Toby Watkins, at, um, in the same junior school as and class as James Moody. And my friend found out that he fancied me, or rather, he wanted. He, yeah, he liked me. Yeah, he wants to. Go and he out wanted with to you. invite me around for tea, Aww. and I didn't want to because it terrified me. I was like, I, I didn't fancy him at all. 
even though, you know, looking back, you know, he's a very sweet boy. But I was like, oh, God, no. And I couldn't bear the responsibility of his affection. And I didn't yeah. want it on oh my, my God, conscience. That's, yeah, that's such a good way of putting it. And I thought, I can't deal with this. So I don't, I, I, what I'll do is what I I'll always leave. do is just shut, <laughs> shut it down and pretend it doesn't exist. Except my friend, who is a loon, I'm still in touch with her now. Well, she's, you need to. Tell, tell, <laughs> no, no, tell but listen, this was her. I will, I will. Uh, this, so she, her plot was to, to basically sort of prank him. <gasps> by setting up a date with him to meet him and, and dressing me up in the most ridiculous, gaudy outfit that she could muster. And that that would be the prank. And I sort of, I was too weak to say no to this oh absurd God. prank. So you didn't want him to come round, but... And then we were supposed to meet on, uh, the, on the high street. What's the prank? The prank you being is gaudy? <laughs> me being dressed in yellow Bermuda shorts oh. with black dangly earrings and looking weird. And that was supposed to be the prank. Anyway, oh, he rang. See, so it was supposed to be just And quite like, sensibly, his mum probably went, what are you doing? You can't go on a date on the high street. You're only, <laughs> like, seven. And so he rang and said, oh, sorry, I can't come. And then um, my friend was outraged on my behalf and said I should ring him back and be angry. Anyway, I sort of did everything that she told me to. Did you? And you then I went to back? his house for tea because she told me I had to, just to see, just to sort of have a laugh about it. Oh, God. And so obviously you... I didn't go around there going, your house is rubbish. No. And we had a lovely tea and he showed me all his teddy bears. <laughs> he was really into Elvis and he danced with the teddy bear to Elvis. He was also really into, like, Second World War planes. And I remember my friend making me look through his collection of planes just so she could laugh about it after but he was so oh, sweet and oh, lovely and I felt so rotten because I've been forced yes. to do this for her amusement yeah. dance for me dance but I you know I held it together I was perfectly polite yeah well, <laughs> I don't think I at any point laughed at him because I didn't good. think it was funny well, no, I thought exactly. he was that's, really that's, sweet that's, yeah but I didn't want to go on a date and I didn't want to go for tea and I was uncomfortable with his affection <laughs> because it was a burden anyway it's weird, isn't it? Because presumably that was, you know, that's obviously way pre-actual dates. So presumably yeah. it wasn't at all... Like, I don't know what he thought. I don't know what he thought. I because really he just don't. He was just thought, admired <laughs> you and your art. <laughs> probably like my drawing of lightning. Lightning. Everybody's out for the girl who can draw lightning. I don't think he liked the book on Hiroshima. He wasn't that kind of guy. Oh, really? Guy, Even no. despite the He was the very gentle. Planes. Yeah, okay. no, he was very, very yeah. sweet, gentle. Anyway, but that's the sort of abiding feeling I've had ever since. It's like, oh, if anyone likes me and I don't 100% fancy that, I find mm-hmm. it really mm-hmm. unnerving. And yeah. go, oh, Jesus Christ, what do I do with this? It, oh, God. It definitely is a responsibility, it isn't is, it? And I yeah. think I was very, very bad with any anyone show. Like, you know, obviously, if I fancied them too, amazing. Yeah. But if they fancied me and I didn't... I Shut it down! I think I really reacted. I think I probably it's was terrible, isn't asshole. it? Rather yeah. than being gracious and yeah. going, oh, thank you for your love. I don't. I can't yes, reciprocate. I, can't I mean, yeah. So, how would your mother deal with What's it? That's a charming the thing. thing to do. Yeah. My mother would probably have had sex with them, <laughs> just out of politeness. Just because you know it was there. She's been trained to do that by her dress. I mean, about mother. yeah, yeah, yeah. Not very healthy. I don't think. I don't, no, yeah. You know, what is the a gracious approach? rejection? Yeah. I or mean, being flattered must... by it as well and going, oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, well, that's what a lovely Surely thing. that's part of the gracious rejection yeah. is to be like, wow, that is Thank so flattering. You Thank for you your so much. I don't feel that way heart. about you. Yeah. Um, you know. But then I think, and conversely. <laughs> but then convert. yeah, exactly. Let's dance to Elvis. <laughs> Let's dance. Let's dance. I love the idea of a gracious rejection ending. And let's, let's dance. dance. Mm. So did you ever lunge at anyone? Have you ever lunged at Oh my anyone? God, well that was the next phase of my 
dreadful <coughs> staggering into sexuality is I spent the next like well I spent up until about the age of 28 <laughs> no sorry 25 yeah. just kind of thinking right okay I mean they're men so they'll all want to have sex with me oh my god I don't want to talk so that. Yeah. yeah there you go all I have to do is sort of pin them down and get off with them and that's it of course I mean they might have gone for the sex bit but very rarely did it lead <laughs> <laughs> meaningful because that's not apparently how you start okay. a relationship but they were but they tended to be you had a good success rate with the lunging yeah yeah just because i think they were you know at that age you just go oh right this is an opportunity free sex yeah or whatever it was or whatever it led to you know free finger <laughs> free <laughs> fumble oh, free frot Oh, whatever the really dreadful. good alliteration there. Free frot. I, yeah, sounds like you've got these as placards. <laughs> my yeah, 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 yeah. Parading. A booth, maybe, in the corner of the like, street. Free frot. Free frot. Free, free, free finger. Free fingers. Free three fingers. Um, no, I it was the very first, unhealthy. The, the first time, like, so I was dumped by my boyfriend and I was devastated and I remember... As I generally did, I was like, well, what you do with that is you go to a club and you get off with a load of people just to make a point. Yeah. Right. And I did that. But I remember this time it felt, I mean, it never felt great, to be honest. No. Sometimes it was quite funny, but like it was never, oh, now I feel completely better. But I remember, I remember talking to a friend later and crying drunkenly and saying, I was just using that man. I was just, oh boy, that was just using that boy. And I remember him saying, God, you didn't look lucky minded. <laughs> point but actually yeah. I was like I just it just still did feel a bit grim yeah you know? it is it grumpy it's, sort of it's not the way to resolve anything anything yeah, I don't think so <laughs> yeah but sort of sort of groping your way into romance yeah. yeah no it was a while before yeah and then then real world the first the first time you love someone and they love you I mean that's an incredible feeling incredible and you go oh that's it. That's what we've been sort of groping around for. Yeah. But it's weird, isn't it? Because then you sort of think, oh, that must be the end of the story. And then you have to live the rest and of your life. And then you break up with them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Basically, at some point, oh, and then the likelihood to... of the, the first person you're ever both in love with. I know, that's what you want. That's what, what, what my child, again. <laughs> but you that. don't want it also, do you? Um, I because know, I it would be a lot cleaner. It would be a lot cleaner. It? it would be a lot cleaner. But I do think that Having your heart broken is a pretty key oh, bit of being so a human. It's so brutal. It? it is. It's brutal. like what's her name, Mirandi, who who declared that there should be time off for heartbreak. You know. The oh yeah. P- the Italian PM. Yeah. She so go. It is. It's. It's, it's worse. Than horrific. Somebody told me a story just the other day about. Oh, in fact, it was Dolly Alderton who uh, has been on this podcast yeah. and has written a book about heartbreak. Yeah. Advertised this. I don't know when this is going out, but um, <clears throat> she said that that she had a friend whose friend was dying of cancer, and she said, "How how do you feel?" I mean, she didn't say, how, do you feel? <laughs> how do you feel? How do you feel? Uh, she was talking to me. She said, "How are you feeling?" And she said, uh, "Yeah, really bad." And um, she said, "Is it?" like having your heart broken and she said oh it's not as bad as that <gasps> no yeah, yeah so wow. you know I'm absolutely with oh, god it's Randy. extraordinary it's um you don't want your child to go through that do you not really I know it's like a sort of life stage whatever yeah I mean obstacle. I think it does, it does make you understand everything more doesn't it yeah you understand people and 
things are going to go. You're going to have a heartbreak you... in some way, aren't you? Yeah, I suppose. Maybe having a callous boy dump you is uh, the best way. I don't but that's know. it, isn't it? You do develop a, a bit of a thicker skin, don't you? Which I suppose you yeah. need to get through life. Yeah. I don't know. Not too thick, hopefully. No. Not a sort of bruise, not like an abscess that's <laughs> festering in your soul you for the rest are you, of the time. Are you speaking from experience? <laughs> oh, God, it's I think about so. James Moody. Know, it's, a, it's all fucking James Moody. If he only knew. If he only knew. Oh, got to that hand down. in the poo meant. <laughs> all right, we're going to do the maths. I mean, oh, I think yeah. there's only one name. There is only one that name. Can come up. Is it Moody with um, a Y or an IE? A Y. Did you do this? Oh, I must have done. Actually, um, or did I? I don't know if we, if I could do this complex calculus no, at this so stage. Of... <laughs> no ease in Moody. So that changes everything. Oh, does it? Yeah. Oh God, what's it going to be? I think it's going to be quite good. Oh God! Oh God! Oh, come on! Oh God! Hundred <laughs> percent. No, it's really bad. It's really bad. Oh. I'm sorry. And I genuinely do feel a bit sorry because I feel like there's unfinished what is business. It? It's nineteen percent. But that's me loving him. No, it's compatibility. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, you see. It's a sort of likelihood of... Not likely, was it? It's it was all in my head. It wasn't likely. I think we do need to track him down. He might have got really buff. <laughs> buffer? <laughs> buffer. How could he have got buffer? He might have died aged 13. Oh. <laughs> died. Okay, you're right. You can cut that out, Victoria, since you're both appalled by that. Oh, well, no, I mean, that's it, isn't it? The, 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 the thing you're the carrying in your heart might not yeah. even exist. Because it does only exist in your heart. It absolutely does. Yeah, it definitely... You know, it definitely doesn't exist, Brooke. What? (laughs) 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 Thank you very much, Brooke Hershonsey. Thank you. Well, there you go. That was Barunka O'Shaughnessy uh, talking about mainly about one boy in her primary school. Though I did really enjoy her showing off about how good her sellotape was um thank you for listening as i say it's nearly the end of the year now but we do have a special christmas treat episode for those who subscribe so if you want to do that go to substack and pay five dollars a month is it so not even five pounds if you're british um and it's a really really funny episode where we talk about all of the crushes in love actually pointing out that none of them are really relationships um uh, anyway it's a lot of fun and uh, we also have many exciting treats and specials coming up in the new year so do look out for them you know i don't know what i mean by look out for them keep an eye on what's coming up on your podcast feed you can manage that at least can't you anyway speak to you soon bye Listening to Crushed by Margaret Caborn Smith, hosted by Margaret Caborn Smith and produced by Victoria Lloyd and Lindsay Fenner for Mighty Bunny Productions. If you can bear it, please like, subscribe, rate, and give us a nice review as it helps me feel better about my life choices. Hi. 
Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.